The U.S. formally withdrew from the 1987 Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty with Russia last Friday. Uh, U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said he would uh, like to deploy ground-launched min- uh, intermediate range missiles to Asia sooner rather than later. Now, local media outlets are worried that its potential site might be Korea. Now, we have Jamie Sung to walk us through these concerns. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Professor Sung. Now, shall we start with the uh, daily Hangugilbo, which said the U.S. Defense Secretary's statement would raise tensions in Northeast Asia. Yes, it said the statement made it clear that the U.S. wants to strengthen its position against China, as U.S. President Donald Trump has been complaining about China's growing missile capabilities. The paper was especially concerned that the U.S. might deploy those intermediate-range missiles to Korea and worried tensions will heighten in the region if the U.S. stations medium-range missiles in Guam, Japan, and Korea, and then China responds with similar measures. Well, uh, the same paper, Hangugilbo, found it uh, concerning that the U.S. withdrew from the INF Treaty with Russia and urged the U.S. Russia and China to make efforts to devise new arms control measures. That's right. As you know, the INF Treaty was about banning both countries from deploying land-based missiles with ranges between 500 and 5,500 kilometers. The paper explained the INF Treaty had deterred an arms race and a threat of nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia, but President Trump still terminated the agreement, citing Russia's violations of treaty, the treaty and complaining that China is not part of the treaty. And it's not looking like Washington will renew New START, the last remaining treaty limiting the strategic nuclear weapons of the U.S. and Russia, which is going to expire in February 2021 in less than two years. Uh, While the paper was apprehensive about a renewed arms race, it noted that Donald Trump called on China to join a new trilateral nuclear arms control agreement with the U.S. and Russia. The Hangogilbo, however, pointed out as a latecomer, China wouldn't really want to sign up for such an agreement at this point, but still emphasized the need for multilateral arms control agreements to avoid military confrontations and conflict among the three powers. The Kyongyang Shimun noted that the hegemonic competition between the U.S. and China is spilling over from trade now to security. Yeah, the paper said Washington is shaking up the global security order with its withdrawal from the INF Treaty and found it regrettable that the U.S. took a risky action of prompting an arms race. Plus, if it also scraps the soon-expiring New START Treaty, it would make the two pillars of nuclear nonproliferation dismantled. Kyunghyang said the U.S. is countering China also with its decision to leave the INF, as it believes China has been honing its medium-range missile force while the U.S. and Russia were tied down by the treaty. I guess, uh, understandably so, same paper strongly opposed to the deployment of U.S. missiles to South Korea. Yeah, it seems the U.S. is considering Guam as a likely candidate to deploy its post-INF missiles. And Korea's defense ministry analyzed that the U.S. wouldn't deploy more missiles to Korea after all that debacle with China over stationing the U.S. THAAD anti-missile system in Korea. But in regard to a possible deployment location, the paper noted U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper only said it would depend on discussions with allies and other factors. 
uh, giving rise to concerns over whether Esper will ask Korea's Defense Minister c h o n g Kyung-do at their upcoming meeting to host U.S. missiles on the Korean Peninsula. If he does, however, there would be no end to its repercussions, such as a strong backlash from China, of course. And it could also put the North Korean nuclear talks in peril. So the paper said the U.S. should never base post-INF missiles on the Korean peninsula against Korea's will and firmly warned against the U.S. leveraging a defense cost increase to pressure Korea into stationing its missiles, which would seriously threaten the ROK-U.S. alliance. Now moving to Chosunilbo. Chosunilbo outlined uh, China's missile capabilities and said the U.S. feels a need to counter uh, China's growing military power. Yeah, it did, saying China has been fast expanding its intermediate-range nuclear capabilities in the last 30 years. The Chosunilbo added that China now reportedly owns more than 2,000 medium-range missiles, including Dongfang-21D, which has been dubbed a U.S. carrier killer, and Dongfang-26 anti-ship ballistic missiles that could strike Guam. The paper reported the Pentagon aims to test a new cruise missile with a range of 1,000 kilometers by the end of this month and said the hegemonic war between the U.S. and China is spreading to military and security from the economic sphere now. Mm -hmm. What did the paper say about the possible deployment of this new intermediate range missiles to South Korea? Well, it quoted Esper saying, yeah, I would like to, to a question about whether he was considering placing ground-launched INF range missiles in Asia on his way to, um, for his week-long trip to Asia. Of course, Esper didn't say where the missiles would be based, but according to the Joseonilbo, the New York Times reported that an expert has said they could be deployed in Korea or Japan to keep China in check. But this part needs some clarification because a Times expert actually cautioned that stationing U.S. missiles in Korea could anger China, which is not the same as saying deploying missiles in Korea would counter China's military power. Uh, In its recent article, the New York Times quoted director of the Crown Center for Middle East Studies at Brandeis University, Gary Samore, who said the two countries where it would make the most sense to deploy the missiles would be Japan and South Korea, though any move to put the missiles there could infuriate China. And immediately following this, the Times quoted another expert, Bonnie S. Glazier, senior advisor for Asia at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, who said the most obvious place is someplace in Japan. Then the Chosunibo advised Seoul should respond wisely to missile deployment? Yeah, it said if the U.S. bases its medium-range missiles and its Asian ally, they'll play an important role in deterring North Korea's aggression, but could invite massive pushback from China and Russia. It reminded the readers of China's stubborn economic retaliation against Korea's deployment of the U.S. anti-missile system in 2017 and warned that another missile deployment could spark even more controversy within Korea. But it said the Chinese and Russian fighter jets are freely violating Korea's airspace. North Korea is continuing its new ballistic missile test, and the ROK-U.S.-Japan Security Alliance is about to fall apart. Joseon said the deployment of more U.S. missiles is a new variable in Korea's security and said we should respond wisely, which seemed to suggest that stationing those missiles would be almost beneficial for Korea. Lee Daly said he cannot trust the South Korean military, presidential office, or the U.S. 
Right. The paper harshly criticized the South Korean military for calling the projectiles launched in Pyongyang's test from last month short-range ballistic missiles, as opposed to a new large-caliber multi-launch guided rocket system, as Pyongyang claimed. The paper then criticized the South Korean presidential office for not caring about South Koreans' anxiety over North Korean missile tests and instead obsessing over a stalemated peace process. Lastly, the Daily pointed its finger at the U.S. for not minding Pyongyang's missile tests because they were short-range missiles that don't pose a threat to the U.S. while trying to increase Korea's burden of the shared defense cost. The paper said the security situation on the Korean peninsula is extremely unstable and called for vigilance against North Korea's provocations. That's it for today's Spectrum. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Professor Song.